welcome back to Agency Nation Radio. And we have, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, Marty Agather on the show. Again, even though I kick him off every once in a while, he is back. Marty, what's going on, man? Uh, I got kicked off this time for, uh, I think, uh, my behavior in the last show. One way or the other, I'm not sure. I think I made a few, few too many sexual references, so I'm going to try to keep it clean this time. Well, um, it's more if you're not on the show, then I can't be mean to you, and therefore people don't get mad at me. So that actually, uh, I got, it is always all about you. <laughs> Um, all right, so let's uh, let's get right into it. Um, today we want to talk about uh, insurance journal article. We'll have this up so you can click over and check out this article uh, written by Andrew Simpson. This is for the insurance journal, and it is titled "Could All States Five Minute Small Business Policy Transform Commercial Line Sales?" If you go to agencynation.com forward slash podcast and check out episode number forty four. This is episode number 44. Uh, you will see um, there'll you know, be a link in the show notes to this article. But basically, here's here's the rub on this. Allstate has come out with a small business quoting platform, and uh, their whole shtick is, as a small business, you can buy an insurance policy online in five minutes. I don't know that that is a good thing, but that... That's what um, that's what they recently debuted, uh, and I think it's fairly significant uh, for a lot of reasons. Um, none, uh, you know, none maybe less than the fact that Allstate has about a four hundred million dollar marketing budget, and there's really nobody else in the commercial line space that's doing kind of online work with that type of marketing budget. What do you think, Marty? Yeah, I mean, you know, we we talked uh, some time ago about this uh, study that came out that said right now today about three percent of small business insurance is purchased online, and um, if I remember correctly, it was Morgan Stanley said that they thought that that was going to go to something in approaching uh, thirty billion dollars in um, insurance purchases uh, by twenty. 20, so four or five years out. Um, it's obviously a huge growth area. And and like you said, um, it's a different game when uh, somebody with a advertising marketing budget that can bring um, 50, $100 million to the game, all of a sudden that's going to change the way the game is played. Um, we've seen it in personal lines, we've seen what happens when these guys get online and they they uh, begin to spread a message which may or may not be accurate, right? So, uh, to your point, is five minutes enough time to uh, get a to to get a real business policy? Well, I mean, if we're focused on bops, right? The package policy, the most bops are for business owners' policies. For maybe those who don't know that terminology, um, most of those are structured so they pretty much have a little bit of coverage for most of the exposures that an average business would have. They're designed for a very specific class of business, whether you're a shoe store, flower flower shop, or bakery. Um, works pretty good, you know? So maybe you can get an adequate coverage as long as you're, um, you don't have some unique exposures for your shoe store. Uh, maybe you can do that in five minutes. 
Yeah, one point that I think, you know, the first thing I thought about when we were prepping for this for this show was I know what a lot of agents would say to this. And, and again, I think to a certain extent we preach to the choir on this show, so maybe I'm not necessarily talking about uh, you that are listening, but many of the people that you interact with, many of the agents you interact with at conferences and in our local community and whatever other groups you're part of, um, the 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 obvious response to this is, well, you know, no one can write a small business package in five minutes. No, you know, you can't properly underwrite. You don't understand all the risks and blah blah blah. And it's, you know, I, I think that um, I think this is just another example of uh, it doesn't matter what we think should happen. It does not matter. You know, and the, and the IA has ridden this horse right into the ground, right? The independent agent has ridden the, this is the way it should be done horse, um, you know, through the desert and the horse has collapsed. And now we're, now we're, 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 we're huffing our way through the desert, trying to survive and find that oasis. And, you know, this is just another hit into that. You know, I, I do I think Allstate's going to become Geico? I uh, I don't know. They haven't shown in personal lines that they've been able to do that. But hey, who knows? Maybe maybe this platform and and uh, and a decent amount of marketing and positioning uh, they could become that. And the the unfortunate part for independent agents and the thing we have to remember is it doesn't matter how we want to do business. There is an there's absolutely undeniable uh, evidence that people want the ability to do this stuff on their own, at least in a very automated fashion. Maybe the the bind online isn't an absolute necessity, but all the way to that point is probably what a lot of consumers want. And if you're not providing it, you're falling behind. I mean, that's just the way it is. Couple of points. Uh, Number one, I think Allstate is unique um, because they've got multiple channels, right? They've got direct They've got the crossover where they sell through independent agencies, and they've got uh, insurance. So this is this is just they are they are positioning themselves to be able to play no matter where the marketplace goes, right? No matter how the buyer wants to buy, they're working very hard to make sure that they've got an appropriate channel for that. So I think they are a threat. So that's number one. Number two, some interesting information uh, coming out from uh, the Big Eyes Agency Universe study that's just recently published. Um, One third of insurance agencies are beginning to be concerned that these new distribution methods are a competitive um, are, are a competitive pressure for their agencies. So I, I think that you know people are beginning to um, become aware that the world is dramatically changing, and um, at least for those for those agencies that are that are paying attention, they need to begin to think about the world in a new way. Man, only one third is kind of scary to me. That, that only one third are acknowledging that something that the world is changing and that they might feel some competitive pressure. That's a well, it's it, it's actually it's a little higher in in small agencies, which I don't know what, how they define that in this report. But let's assume that that's, you know, a half a dozen, uh, half a dozen people in the agency, maybe seven hundred and fifty thousand in in uh, revenues or smaller, forty three percent of the small agencies are are worried about it. So, so yeah. I, but I, and and 
again, remember, those are the guys who probably, um, you know, sort of like the uh, the mouse in the elephant cage, right? They're the, they're the ones that are really watching because they realize that... Uh, that that they don't have the luxury of a lot of size or technical sophistication to be able to to, to make the switch. Yeah, I was going to say, I wonder how many of that other uh, 57% are just head in the sand, don't even know what's coming kind of responses. Um, you know, I, I think it would be, oh, man, you would have to be, you would have to have big brass cojones to... Um, to, to look out into the marketplace today and not be able to rationalize or, 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 you know, or be, to be able to rationalize what's happening and to stand out front and go, they're not going to impact me. Uh, man, you have to have an incredible shop or, or just be quite brazen, <laughs> maybe almost to the point of that. Energy. You know, so, so I've, I've referenced this this to you before, and we've talked about it in some different contexts. But um, you know, one of the guys that now this is this is probably twenty years old now. But uh, one of the guys that I used to pay a lot of attention to was Andrew Grove, um, who was the chairman and CEO of Intel. Right, they're the ones who make the math chips that go in your computer, the brains of the computer. Um, and he wrote a book called Only the Paranoid Survive. And at that time, they were the number one most dominant chip manufacturer on the planet. And he was still scared all the time. So I, I don't think that it's um, some sign of weakness that you're, that you're concerned and that you're, you're constantly looking for the, for the people or the technology that's going to replace you. I think that's that's strategy today yeah there's so much egomania in our industry though i mean how many how many decisions are made on a daily basis in independent insurance agencies based almost entirely on ego i mean it's just it's kind of the nature we've everybody builds their little fiefdom and it's you know don't don't get off my grass you know i mean that's kind of the that's kind of the mentality we have is you know not on my lawn that's not happening um which, you know, whatever, it is what it is. I agree with you. I think that if you were to look, uh, especially in commercial lines, uh, and actually they, they mention a few, uh, so many of these names here, um, Bolt, uh, Hiscox, what they're doing, Insurion, what they're doing, um, Embroker, Bold Penguin, about half the people at the InsurTech Connect conference, uh, Slice, Trove, I mean... Th- these people are coming for our lunch. They, they want to knock us down and take our lunch. That's that's what these companies want to do, and they feel like. And you know, uh, we were we had uh, three people from our organization: uh, Chip Basioka, our CEO; Derek Hyde, our CTO; and uh, Rob uh, Melenik, our um, director of finance. Finance um, guy, head bean counter. Yeah. He, uh, the three of them, went to InsureTech. Uh, Connect, which was the largest InsureTech conference that our industry has had. There was over 1,600 people there. There was hundreds of companies, um, big venture thing. And uh, these InsureTech startups, they don't even, for the most part, they, they don't even look at IAs as a threat. They, they literally act as if we don't exist. And that was one of the biggest kind of 
revelatory takeaways that uh, that our team had when they came back was that most of these insurtech companies they 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 laugh at us. They they you know and again and 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 this is their own egotism and bravado and all that kind of stuff too. So I'm not I'm not saying that. Um, I'm not saying that they're right and and what they're doing. I'm certainly not. Uh, I think most of them are are uh, <clears throat> overcapitalized. Uh, we won't go into that, but um, you know, book, I think book smart guys that have haven't spent a day in the trenches in the insurance business. That's who they are. They think they know better than we do. They certainly have experiences that many um, in the industry don't have. That gives them some perspective. But I think they, I think many times they get caught unaware by the com- the depth of the complexities of the industry. That's it's that's still it's still opinion. hard for me to have a uh, a Harvard MBA who doesn't know anything about insurance step into our industry and go, "We're going to teach you guys. You guys and lecture and lecture us." Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. I mean, and, and again, I actually, I just wrote an article a couple of days ago, um, uh, 13 skills every 24-year-old insurance producer needs to learn before it's too late or something like that. And uh, I start the article by saying, you know, so I can't like necessarily hate on these guys. I mean, um, at uh, going on a decade in the industry, I guess I feel like I've earned my stripes. But, um, you know, when I first came in at 25, I start that article by saying, you know, at, at 25 years old stepping into my father-in-law's agency, you know, I, I thought, you know, I thought I knew more than them. You know I mean? I ended up being a terrible insurance producer, but I walked in going, I'm going to teach these guys. I'm going to do this and this and this. And then you kind of learn the realities of the industry that it's hard. It's a grind and there's, there's regulatory issues and there's, you know, sales cycles and misconceptions and, and, uh, preconceived notions about all the things, you know, and all this stuff that you have to deal with. But, um, I think the point is, the point, the point that I'm trying to make here is that, um, you know, whether they are, you know, quote unquote, you know, um, uh, take us into account or not, they see an enormous opportunity in commercial lines. And I think we've all kind of come to the understanding that personal lines is a, is a battlefield, right? We are in the middle of the war right now. We have directs, startups, uh, you have startups going after niche markets like renter's insurance, like cyber liability. I mean, building entire companies around these niche markets because they see opportunity and they're coming at it. 56% of all insure tech startups are in marketing and distribution because that's where IAs, we've let that part of our business go. We are not good at, at, at marketing our business. We're just not across the board. Individually, I'm sure every single person listening to this podcast is the exception to the rule. But as an industry, we're really bad. And... Um, and they're coming at that space. I think for as, a while. As it, they, they, they perceive us as the dweeb walking around with our lunch money in our hands. Yeah. They're just going to roll us, take the lunch money, and get on with business. Yes. And I think for a long time, we thought that there was this big brick wall for commercial lines and that as long as we, as long as we had, as long as we could easily get into our, behind our wall, you know, uh, no one can really hurt my business because it's, you know, this industry is really about commercial lines. Well, I'm sorry, but small business is, is gonna, is, is the small business market, especially what Marty described before the bot market that, that is going to be, that is full frontal assault. I don't think we're necessarily there just yet. And actually, the author of this article makes a really good point. Um, he quotes a guy from uh, 
Navartica. Nav- yeah, Matt, uh, Matt Joseph Woods. Yep. And um, and he said, uh, his exact quote is, uh, the industry is still waiting for a major player or players to make an advertising investment necessary for real transformation. And that's why he believes that this Allstate, um, this Allstate move, could they could become a potential um, player because of the budget they have. It makes a ton of sense. Um, you know, we might not be in full battle mode on small, on small uh, business, but the, the armies are gathering, right? The, the enemy is starting to line up at the gates. I mean, they're, they're coming for small business. And to think that, you know, middle market isn't next, it would be, would be, I think, very naive. Um, no one is out of reach. I uh, maybe, maybe the, 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 the mega, the mega accounts, um, that your 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 top 100 are going after and fighting after. Maybe those uh, are, have a while before we ever really go after those. But to think that these platforms aren't eventually are gonna aren't gonna bombard small business and then quickly move into uh, middle market all the while having the same thing that's happening in personal lines. These startups pop up going after specialties like professional lines, like uh, cyber for business, or, um, EPLI. I mean, there are going to be specialty tech startups focused on all these little niche markets, and it's going to be death by a thousand startups if we don't fight back, right? I mean, this is the thing. If we stay complacent, it's going to be death by a thousand startups. That's what's going to happen. In a completely unrelated uh, uh, venue, I, I saw that today for the fourth quarter in a row, Traveler's uh, net was down. Looking into the article, it didn't it didn't direct it wasn't directly pointed at any of this stuff. They were talking about losses and in, in some business auto lines and yada yada yada. But the point is, at some point, this begins to hurt. It's easy enough to ignore it, right? Your your growth goes down by one percentage point. Okay, well, it's not, you know, let's not party too hard on that news, but that isn't the end of anybody's business, right? But at some point, like you said, all of these little things add up and it does become something we need to address. That's my worry, Marty. That's that's my worry. That's why we come on this show. I know you have to say worry. I shouldn't say mine. That's our worry. That's our worry at this company, at, at TrustedChoice.com and Agency Nation. That's why we we write the articles. We do the work. We created Agency Nation University. That's why we're having Agency uh, Nation elevate and bringing people in live because the, the, the thing that scares me the most is that all these little tech startups, right, and, and then uh, the the – Carriers start creating all these little spinoffs and small ventures and seeing what grows and where things work because they have all the and and the IAs. What happens is one day we're like, oh, you know, we're fighting, everything's good, everything's good. And all of a sudden we poke our head up and we're like, I'm screwed, I'm screwed. How do I get, how do I get back? I got one guy's going to this company, one guy's going over there. I lost a business to this company I've never even heard of before. There's some app that's stealing these three guys and we're like what what is going on because we never we never took the steps necessary to solidify our place in the market to build the fences using technology focused on customer experience I mean these are the things that we control I mean the destiny is in our hands just because we don't have 10 million dollars in venture capital doesn't mean as a local independent insurance agency we can't create a customer experience that keeps the clients we have and grows the type of clients that want that relationship like it's absolutely a reality on 
any independent agency's budget, whether you're one person sitting in your basement or 20 people in a nice office or multi-location office, it's completely possible. But if we just do business as usual, if we never take the time to step back and think about the customer experience that we're providing to the people who choose to do business with us today, in the very near future, we're going to pop our head up and go, what the hell is happening? And that's the day that scares me because if too many I, if that happens to too many IAs, it shakes the whole foundation of, of our industry because the, the, the carriers themselves, if they can't rely on their agency plant to continue to drive the business that they need, they're going to be doing the Allstate thing. And I'm not saying IA carriers are going to leave. I'm, that's, that's not what I'm saying. But, but at some point, they have to make tough business decisions. And why, as the, the frontline sales and underwriting force that we're supposed to be, why would we even allow that day to happen? Why not take these attacks personally and start doing what we do best, which is sell insurance? But, but do it in today's modern marketplace. I just, to, to me, the, the it's never going to happen to me thing, it just drives me insane and it, and it scares the crap out of me. You know, to some degree, um, I, I wonder how fragile our ecosystem is, right? Because you've got, the way, the way that an independent agency carrier works is they've got their business spread out through multiple sales locations. The way that an independent agency works is they get their product from multiple carriers. Well, if you've got carriers that begin to get impacted and we begin to see agencies start to go down, then all of a sudden the the agency plant that that carrier distributes their product through gets cut in half. So that impairs their ability as an ongoing basis, which then brings more agencies down because that it 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 you know I don't want to be the, the the Pollyanna here I don't want to be the guy that's uh, you know the the chicken little I guess the sky is falling the sky is falling but I don't know I don't know how resilient uh, the industry is I mean you would believe that it is because we have all these independent players but we're all so interdependent that it could cause issues. It only causes issues if too many, and I have no idea what number or percentage constitutes too many. I have no concept of what that is. It only becomes an issue if too many uh, IAs sit on their hands. That, that's the God's honest truth. And as much as we'd love to, to believe that we can operate on our own and what my neighbor is doing down the street doesn't matter, that's 100% false. It's why things like the big I and associations are so important. It's why gathering as a group, whether it's a Facebook group or some other association, it's why these gatherings are so important and, and communities like Agency Nation University and the people who frequent our site and listen to this podcast and, and, and why we decided to do a live event, right? It comes back to what we talked about two episodes ago with, um, you know, we broke down kind of all the different pieces of our business. It's because getting people together and kicking each other in the butt and saying, you know what, only together can we fight back against these things. That That's the only way that this works because you have to, I mean, just, just think about this rationally. If you're, if you're an IA carrier and your only sales force are independent agents and all of a sudden you look at your numbers two, three years from now and you've been flat and you've lost, you know, your, your, um, your total sales force is, is shrinking because you're losing people. People are retiring out of the system. There's mergers and there's cuts based on that. And now all of a sudden you're going, 
how do we survive only selling through this force, which is doing nothing but shrinking and not fighting back, then you have to start to look out, you know, because you have to start to look outside that channel. I don't want that to happen, but we, we, as agents, we have to take in the fact that that is an absolute possibility. The, the, the carriers are, are real businesses. Their job is not to service the needs of IAs. It's to service the needs of their customers, the policyholders, and the agents form a partnership, which is their sales force and frontline underwriting team. So, you know, we, we, at a certain point, we have to kind of pull our big boy pants up and say, it's time to go fight. It's time to take the battle back to these to the insure tech people and and the directs and the captives that would otherwise steal our lunch from us. And I just don't it, it frustrates me sometimes when I go to events and I'll see a great digital marketing speaker and there'll be 20 people in their room. There'll be 800 people at a conference and there'll be someone who I know is delivering good value and I'm not just talking about my thing. I'm talking about, you know, there'll be other speakers there and there'll be 20 people in that room. And it's like how is that possible? You know what I mean? But all they care about is punching their ticket and getting their CE and then they, you know, go play golf and they don't really care. And, 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 and that bothers me and it scares me, frankly, it makes me nervous for, for what's going to happen. And the, the next IA carrier that starts to look at a direct, everyone wants to bang travelers for, for trying to figure out ways to write insurance direct. Of course, they have to figure out ways to write insurance direct. They, they have to survive as a business, right? If they only rely on IAs, then they're not really, they're not really positioning their business properly. So uh, you, you I, know, I want to I I just clarify that for just one second. If, so, so, so number one, they are, they are responding to the demands of their shareholders, right? So that's first and foremost. In our capitalist society, you do the bidding of the people who own you. So that's number one. So they do have a higher authority to, to relate to. But you said if they depend on IAs. I would say if they depend on IAs and IAs don't get the job done, that's yes. the only yeah, difference yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I would make. Yes. So, I mean, we both know enough people inside of Travelers. And I'm, I'm not singling out Travelers. I just, you know, I, I have actually a ton of respect for, for them as a company in, in many different ways and appreciate a lot of the people that I know there. And the reason I bring them up is because I think a lot, I hear a lot of agents get blowback on them. I know for fact, for fact, that if, if, if every carrier, I'm not even going to say Travelers, if any carrier, if they felt like they could lean 100% on their IA partners, on their independent agent partners, for all their frontline sales and underwriting, they would. Every single carrier that works inside the IA channel would prefer, absolutely across the board, every single one of them would prefer to work with independent agents as their sales force. The ones that step outside that are doing so only because they feel they can no longer trust, you know, as a hundred percent, right. You know, and we're talking about small percentages here that they, that they move off into direct and only a few have done that, but, um, they do that only to diversify their business for just in case scenarios. And what I'm saying is instead of getting mad about that, we, we should take that to heart and say, we need to do our job better. We need to start kicking ass again, like we did back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s during the boom years of the independent insurance agency system. I mean, back then, we were killers. And now, I feel like 
We are less that. We are more, we've, we've grown comfortable in our success and we've started to scoff at new tactics that, uh, or just ignore completely uh, those tactics which could otherwise drive our industry forward. And, um, you know, that's, that's kind of the word that we use internally all the time. I mean, Marty, you and I use this word constantly, hunger. Who's hungry? Like literally, we'll, an agent will talk to us and the first thing Marty will say like, oh, I talked to John Smith today. Man, he's hungry. Or, or I talked to Sally Sue, man, geez, she is hungry. You should hear the things that she's doing. I mean, that's like our word that we use for the, for the primetime players, the PT peers, you know what I mean? Is, is that word hungry? And the hungry agents are doing the, are driving forward with these tactics and it's, it's exciting. And I just, all I wish is there were more of them because there's so many awesome things that we can do together. Huge, huge opportunities. Now I do want to go back and uh, put a little asterisk on something you said before, because I don't want anybody leaving this call with the I'm wrong sure impression. I was soapboxing real hard. I think I blacked out there for a couple minutes, so I don't even know what I said. <laughs> you said coming to the uh, you implied coming to the Agency Nation Elevate Conference that we were going to kick ass together. Okay. It ain't all going to be pain. There's going to be some fun there, too. And let's not oh. let's not underemphasize the fact that we're going to work hard. We're going to play hard. The whole intent is for us to get together as a community and really let our hair down. Right. Yeah. OK, we don't need that. We don't need any of that. In the gangster kind of way, not in like the a drill sergeant kind of yeah. way. OK. All right. OK. Um, and if a hey, and, and here's my plug, because I have to put it in. If you want to be. The first person to receive announcements about the conference, um, go to agencynation.com forward slash elevate17. That's the landing page. You just punch in your name and your email, hit enter. Um, you'd be good to go. Because uh, what we're going to be doing here, and I'm not going to tell you when, in the very near future, we're going to be having a pop-up sale on tickets. Pop-up sale means there'll be an incredibly short window, 24 hours, 48 hours of max, um, but we're going to have a pop-up sale on tickets for, for Elevate. I'm not going to tell you guys when. It's just going to be email, get in. Everybody that gets in gets this stupid low price, and then um, we're just going to stop because, one, I can't give tickets away or Chip is going to kill me, um, but I am going to give tickets away. And I'm just not going to tell all him. All that cool stuff costs us money to put it's it true, yeah, All that cool stuff costs us money, so we got to make money. Um, but I do want the people who are like just who are going to come in and, and bring the energy and the enthusiasm. Um, I want them to get the I want them to get the best price. So if you want to be notified about that and just learn more about the conference in general, I got a little email sequence that goes out, tells you a little bit about what it's all about and, and what we're doing. Um, you got to go to that page. You got to punch in your email. Those are the people that are going to get that that email. And uh, frankly, there's like. Close to 350 people that have signed up already to get announcements, and we're probably going to cap the number of these like stupid low, uh, super what were we calling the other day, super ultra uranium low yeah. tickets. Um, <laughs> uh, we're probably going to cap that because I can't sell. If I, you know, if I sell a hundred of those tickets, you know, I'm going to be in trouble. But I, you know, we'll see. But yeah, if you want to get in on that, uh, you got to you got to sign up. Agencynation.com forward slash elevate seventeen elevate one seven. And remember, if you're a person who doesn't like to have any fun, then you have to check the box that says stick in the mud and we put a surcharge on your ticket. Okay, yeah, no, Stick in the mud. It's going to be, I mean, 
Marty and I basically have more control over what happens in this conference than we should. So if you like the vibe that we have, this is the vibe that's going to be at the conference. Just snow plowing through awesomeness and... um, we don't and, and, we don't brook any baloney, all right? We this is gonna be this is the no bullshit zone, as we call it here in I Minneapolis. <laughs> I have never heard no brook in the baloney. What does that mean? <laughs> is that like the olives? Are you talking about the olives? No olives in the baloney? No, no, no. It's just an expression, man. It's one of those expressions back from the 30s. You know me. I got all that old shit in my blood. I thought I've heard most most of those little quips. I've never heard no brook in the baloney, but that's okay. I'll take that. So there's no brook in our baloney, and um, or no olives either. And um, but it's so yeah yeah. So I, I'm pretty excited about that. But yeah, it all goes to the same thing, right? You surround yourself. It's the community that you're part of. We all rise up together, and uh, and, and 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 to a certain extent, it's like. As incumbents, right, we're the incumbents, we have to almost become the rebels to a certain extent, or at least think that way. Uh, we have to become the revolutionaries uh, in, in our own industry. We, got, we have to, to, the groundswell, the um, grassroots effort, you know, you bump into your guy down the street, and even though you would take his best commercial account in a heartbeat, you need him to be working hard and doing the things that you're doing too, because together, you're independent agents, which is which is which is how the, the 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 consumer public, the customers, our customers, insurance buyers, that's how they view us. We're independent agents. You're not the Johnson agency, she's not the Smith agency. You're independent agents, and then on that you build your personal uh, your personal identity. So dare I dare I bring this thing full circle? If you want to. Yeah. So uh, just a wee bit of foreshadowing here. Should you be interested in understanding maybe some of the new technical tools that TrustedChoice.com is going to be bringing to the marketplace and you want to avail yourself of some of these tools that are designed to directly compete with the offerings that we're hearing about that we've been talking about over the past of these, the course of these past months, you want to be at Elevate because we are going to have some stuff there that is going to blow your socks off and the people that are there are going to get first shot. Yeah, the um, just to kind of, I'll be a little more direct. Uh, Elevate is going to be our platform on an annual basis for delivering our newest technology upgrades. And, um, you know, I know that, if you look at our technology growth curve, people are probably would say like, you know, oh, geez, what were they doing? What were they doing? Well, uh, Derek Hyde, who we had on the show a few weeks back, a few episodes back at this point, I can't remember exactly when, um, our CTO, since he has taken over our technology department, we have become a true technology company. I mean, the stuff that they crank out on an almost daily basis. I mean, our, our like, if we had a tech meter, right, like maybe for a little while it was pinned like way to the left, you know, just like barely getting off the ground. Well, it is swung all the way over and, um, and we're really cranking. And, uh, some of the stuff that's coming out, uh, that we're going to actually debut and attendees of Elevate 2017 will actually be given free beta copies of, um, 
most likely, actually. I probably shouldn't say that, but I'll say it anyways. And then I'll say maybe, so that way if it's not true, um, you guys can't hold me accountable for it, but um, we'll probably be beta testers of. Um, uh, you're only going to be beta testers if you're at the event because uh, we want you there. We want your feedback, and uh, it's all about driving new business to, to agents, to hungry agents, right? How do we get more business in the hands of hungry agents who can write that. That is what we live and breathe every day. How do we take what we're really good at, which is attracting insurance buyer attention, and how do we get those people into the offices of hungry agents? Not agents that don't want to pick up the phone or don't really want to work hard or or think it's crazy that we would possibly send them a referral at 2.30 on a Friday because don't we know they have a standing golf match at 1 p.m. and that gets them out of the office? Not those agents. How do we get business in the hands of hungry agents who are looking to grow their book of business? That that's that's what we live and breathe every single day. There's going to be some really really cool technology that comes out, and um, I'm just I, dude. I was explaining Agency Nation Elevate to somebody the other day, and uh, and like the guy just like cut me off, and he's like, "I'm sold." He's like, "This is going to be freaking." He's like, "I'm excited about this." I I have I don't know if I've ever been as excited for anything in my professional career as Agency Nation Elevate. I just I think well, it's going to be, I think it's going to be you know, kick-ass, you know man. You know why we're so jacked up about it? You said it before, because we're in control. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Nobody, nobody really understands what the hell uh, we're up to. So I, you know, yeah, they, yeah, I know. Every yeah. once in a while, I get these emails from Chip where it's like, um, I think maybe we should do a, a conference update. Like, I, I kind of want to know what you guys are doing. <laughs> I so just like... I, I, I diabolical to, laugh. Uh, I wanted to go back to something you said, uh, and you're going to help me with the exact uh, Twitter handle. But um, I just tried to go to Twitter. Some of you may or may not know today is uh, Friday, the 21st of October, and uh, Amazon Web Services is suffering a little bit of an outage over on the East Coast. And so we found out about it this morning because some of our systems were having some hiccups, not not permanently, but every once in a while, and particularly for East Coast folks. So I just tried to get to Twitter. Twitter seems to be down for me right now. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, Ryan said that, you know, Derek's now building all this cool stuff. So it was about a 13 nanosecond job. I'm only exaggerating a little bit. We built this cool little piece of technology that you can go check out. It's uh, twitter.com forward slash TC underscore leads, I believe. Is that correct, Ryan? TC underscore leads. And you can watch in real time. As consumers come into TrustedChoice.com, obviously we're not we're not uh, giving you the information, so you can go poach business from your uh, agency down the street. But the point is, it's showing you what's going on, and that is the kind of cool technology that is getting built on a daily basis over here. Yeah, that's just like a neat visualization of what's actually happening, and um, and it does give you a, a feel for what types of business, where, when, how often. And, uh, and that's, that's pretty cool. So I would check that out. Well, Marty, we, we never got to our second topic. I think that's completely okay. Um, we jumped up on a lot of soapboxes. At least I did. I, I blacked out at least once so that, um, we pretty much hit all our expectations for each show. Um, you had to rein me in and explain, I think two or three times. So that's another checkbox. I, I, I threw out, I threw out a, a, a new and, uh, little known uh, terminology so that's broke another check there's, there's no broke in our baloney um and no olives so yeah yeah okay cool well let's wrap this episode up i know we pushed elevate 17 hard if you listen to this show you are will love elevate it will be worth every penny you pay 
Uh, I promise you, we are going to have a great time. You're going to be a lot of cool cats. You're going to listen to some even cooler cats up on stage. We're going to have fun on Sunday night, Monday night. You'll get all your money's worth, and we'll get you home to your family on Tuesday night. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be a really cool time. So uh, as and, always, and probably I, high quality cased meats in Milwaukee. Yes, yeah. Well, Monday night's event is called the Brad ban- the Brad Bonanza. So. Um, and uh, yeah, hey, here's another. I'm just gonna lob this one out there. We are still looking for sponsors. We have actually three fantastic sponsors, uh, pretty much lined up now. There's a couple other sponsorship opportunities. Uh, it's a kind of unique situation. We are capping our sponsors. There's only seven sponsorship opportunities for the whole event. So if you want to be in front of, uh, you know, the biggest and baddest cats in the industry. The movers uh, and the shakers. The this is not, the shakers. these are not stick in the muds. We already said we're these surcharging those guys. We're surcharging the stick in the muds. Uh, and you, you, you're, you have the potential to sponsor an event like this. Um, just hit me up or hit Marty up and we'll have a conversation. But, um, I'm more interested in getting all you guys, all you listeners, all you agents, all you industry professionals, all the the carrier marketing reps and and people who 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 think this way, who who align with us. Uh, I just want you guys there. It's going to be fun. We're going to learn a lot. We're gonna we're gonna learn from each other, and uh, and and it's going to be. I, I hope to make this an annual event. And I want a direct shout out. If you are doing super cool, new age, cutting edge, cutting edge marketing and sales, digital marketing and sales in the IA channel, we want you there. Yeah. Because yeah, we, we want because 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 we want to learn from you, right? This is not just about us. This is about us as a community learning. This is not just Marty and Ryan, yeah. you know, sharing our brilliance with you. This is all of us sharing our brilliance together. So we all move forward. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and I also got another question. Last question. This is the last thing I'll say, and we're just kind of rambling at this point. But uh, uh, someone said, "Is this like a TrustedChoice.com user conference?" That's that's not what this is. Nor is it a Agency Nation user conference. This is N-O. a oh yeah. This you is know, content this, this, and this is the biggest. This is the biggest. This is the biggest uh, boxing game that we have to play with Chip. <laughs> it's, yeah, no, it's not. Uh, it's not that. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's not. It's not a user conference. Um, this is, and you don't have to be a member of the big eye to, to be part of this. Not that we don't encourage big eye members. Obviously we do. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you don't necessarily have to be a member of the big eye. We just want, we want people there who want to, uh, share their stories and network and talk and learn and grow and, and all that kind of good stuff. So, uh, hopefully you'll get on that list. You'll jump on and, and, uh, and be part of this conference. And otherwise, uh, I think we've, we've dragged this, this episode out long enough. Marty, let's get out of here. Done. Done.